Welcome back to the Everyone's Different Podcast. It's your boy T Jazz with my boy Young Trench. And today we have a very, 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 very legendary guest in the building. My boy Alex Antetokounmpo. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good. How y'all feeling? Man, we good, man. We feeling here. Great. We blessed. Mm-hmm. Another day, another episode. How you been, man? What you been up to? I've been good, man. Obviously, it's the off season now, so been working out a little bit, trying to get my body right. Obviously, like doing weightlifting, getting treatment, and not much, man. It's kind of a, it's been a slow week for me. Yeah, just keep keep developing and keep keeping everything going. Yeah, exactly that. Okay, and you were just fresh off a season with the Milwaukee Bucks G League team. Yes, sir. The Wisconsin Hurt. Wisconsin Hurt. Damn, I'm. Is the season over? Yeah, our season's over, yeah. It's over. I wanted to do a vlog. I wanted to come vlog with you and do like a, uh, what were we talking about? Like a, a uh, day in the yeah, life of in the a life. G League guy. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know that's a, I know that's a big thing. And I, I know like there's videos out there that people would like do like the G League tryouts and like they put yeah. it on. I think like Jessica did, did it. That. Yeah, I think yeah. Jessica did that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think that content like does good because Nobody else does it for real. So. Yeah, yeah, next I think next year we got to do the video where it's he lives a day in your life and then you guys like swap lives. Swap lives that for 24 hours. That would be crazy. That would be fire. Mm-hmm. That would be crazy. That's what you got to do. You know, it's funny because uh, a couple years ago um, on social media, I got a DM from Raptors905 to come, you know, do like a tryout right before COVID hit. Yeah. So we were actually getting ready to go do it. I wasn't expecting to make the damn team or anything. But, like, I was just going to go film a video and vlog my experience. And then COVID happened, mm-hmm. and we didn't, we didn't do that. Dude, and that one was going to be big, too. That I know. sucked. I know. And then now everyone's doing the tryouts, and everyone's doing I'm like, damn, bro, we should have did mm-hmm. that shit. No, nah, that's crazy, because I, I remember, because I was, I was on the 905 at that time, so they was telling us that they were going to bring a bunch of people in to kind of yeah. do the tryouts. And I know they, it's like a lot of Canadian, um, like, YouTubers and stuff that they were going to yeah. bring in as well. But um, yeah, 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 that's funny. You were on the team actually at that time. Yeah, that's crazy. So then, how does that how does that whole thing with the G League work? Did did you get traded to the Bucks or how did that whole process happen? Yeah, yeah. So during the off season, obviously we was um I was in Greece, and um I was pretty much working out and getting ready for the EuroBasket, as you guys know. So we had the mm-hmm. we obviously had training camp, and um I get a call pretty much from like my agent. And he was like, okay, when you're done with your workout, just give me a call mm-hmm. or whatever. And I gave him a call, and he was just like, um, pretty much the Raptors 905 had, like, traded my rights away. And um, they had traded, they had traded, um, they had pretty much traded my rights. Because in mm-hmm. the G League, you can't get traded as a player. Only your rights get traded. Okay. Mm-hmm. For for um, Jalen LeCue, if you guys know who that is. Yeah. He was on the, yeah. he was on the herd at that time. So, basically, we got pretty much swapped. So, I, I kind of came to the herd, but... Um, yeah, and then basically now that they have his rights, pretty much if he wants to come back and play in the G League, he has to go play for the Raptors 905. Okay, really? And he hasn't played for their 905? No, I don't think he did. I think he, I think, he, I'm pretty sure he kind of um, either played. Yeah, he went overseas and then came back on, on on a different team under a different contract. But That mm. is interesting. I did not know it was like your rights. Yeah, like you see in the people. G you see people like obviously I had um one of my teammates with the nine oh five, like he had played for the nine oh five and they had his rights for like the next season. So basically he left, played overseas for like six years, and then six years later he came back to the same team. Because he wow. had to. It's kinda interesting. Damn. That is wild, man. 
That is weird. So, so literally, you can go away for years, and they still own the rights to you. Yeah. It's fucking weird. But you have to come back and play one season for that yeah. team. Yeah. After you pl- after you play that season, you pretty much are done with your obligations, and you're free to go wherever. Wow. That is that's a little that's deep. I did not know that. No, it's definitely different. That's how- like a secret in the G League. So how how was your experience last season being on uh, the herd? It was good. It was good. Um, obviously, it was like me being home. It was mm-hmm. my first time ever like playing professionally. Yep. Like close to home. Obviously, I played a year in Spain. I like, got out of high school. I went over there and played. Then I played a year um, with the 905, and then I played. Obviously, played with the uh, Sacramento Kings for summer league. Okay, with, yep, I remember that. Yeah. So and then it was my first year, so I was I was glad to be close to home, and it was it was a good experience. Yeah, hell yeah. So well, I got a question for you. What are you? What is like the goal here? What is your ultimate goal? I know you've been doing content recently. Been doing a little bit of content. Obviously, you know, are you trying to make it to the NBA? Is that the goal? Like top yes, dog sir. content on top of that. What are, what's what's the whole goal here? Nah, uh, nah. I've just been kind of you know obviously with the way that the world is going, I've been just doing like a little content just just as a hobby, you know. Yeah, it's fun, right? To, yeah, just to just to um be able to you know spend some free time that I that I have mm-hmm. in my hands, and then obviously like the goal is to to be able to you know what I'm saying playing that playing NBA game and step foot in the NBA. Yeah. So yeah, that's the ultimate goal. So I I think you got you probably got the right people around you to get you ready for that. It's just all about you really putting in the work and taking that time to develop, you know, your body and your game, right? For At sure. this point, you just got to keep working. Yeah, for sure. I think I think the main thing is just kind of like buying into that you that you're able to do it. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. staying motivated and staying on top of it. Yeah, yeah. So you went to Dominican High School in Milwaukee. Is that is you're not from were you born in the US? No, not. You were all. you're born in Greece. Yeah, I was born okay. in Greece. So I was born in Greece in 2013. Obviously, my brother Giannis, he got drafted. Yeah. And then in 2014, my brother Thanasi got drafted to New York. So mm-hmm. with the, so he was with the Knicks. So basically, around that time, me and my brother Kostas, yep. we kind of moved We kind of moved to, to Milwaukee. And I went to I went to middle school in, um, in Wayfish, uh, Wayfish Bay as Wayfish well. Wayfish Bay, mm-hmm. okay. And then he went to... He went to um, Dominican and played with obviously like Diamond yeah. Stone. If you guys remember who that is, of and, course. And, and those Dwayne guys, Wilson. yeah, Dwayne Wilson. Did he play with Dwayne Wilson? Yeah, he or played was he with a him. Year? No, he was. I think when he was a maybe a freshman, Dwayne was a senior. Okay. But they played with, with each other for a year. Yeah. Okay, man, that was an awesome team to watch, bro. I know it was a very fun like, team. I'm from Kenosha, and we would go and watch them play. Just because, like, Diamond, you know, he was wild at the time. Like, the biggest high school dude around, just dunking shit. Yeah. And then Dwayne Wilson, just a dog. And then your brother, obviously, coming in. I have a crazy memory that I need to bring up, bro. Mm -hmm. Because I see this, like, perfectly right now. It was St. Joe's (laughs) versus Dominican. And you know my boy Sergio. Yeah. There's this video out there. Every time I see him, we talk about that. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. So, and I was in the stands watching this game, and I actually took a video of it on my phone as it happened, but, man, your brother went past Sergio and just totally posterizes a kid on St. Joe's that I actually knew. I'm not going to say his name on here, but I knew him. (laughs) I felt so bad for the kid, but I've never seen a gym, like, erupt 
that loudly, if that makes sense, in my life, bro. It was just like screaming. Like, it was a posterizer. Yeah, yeah, no, that one went viral too. Like, I remember people talking about that at school. Yeah, that was like, what was that? Who was filming that? Like, the Midwest Ballers? Yeah, it was guys? Midwest Ballers at the time. And obviously, like, that kind of went viral, like, Ballers Life. Mm-hmm. That was one of the first. That was one of the first, like, reaction, like, talk videos that, like, if you guys know Famous Lowe's. Yeah. He posted mm-hmm. that, and that kind of, like, kind of blew him up, and yeah. he, like, kept going from that. That's but, right. But, yeah, that, it was it was pretty it was pretty exciting. That was nasty. Were you at that game? No, the, cra- the crazy part was that I was, like, so my dad was, like, okay, I'm about to take it to the game. And he, I was, like, you know what? I got another game in a few days. I'm going to just chill. And then yeah. I, just, I just go on Twitter, and, like, I see a bunch of people me- mentioning my name on yeah. Twitter. I'm like, why does everybody mention me? Obviously, like they confuse that, yeah. they confuse mm. us. So I'm like, oh my god, yeah, like, yeah, it's crazy. That was such a crazy posterizer, but um, hey, it's gotta feel crazy to have all of your family pretty much in Milwaukee at yep. one time, right? Like, how does it feel? You got two older brothers that play on the Bucks, and then you're with the Bucks organization at the same time. That's like crazy. Yeah. You don't really see three brothers that are in the same organization like that. No. Yeah, it's a, it's crazy. Just because, like, obviously, like we started off the season with obviously Thanasis and Giannis being with the Bucks, mm-hmm. me being me being with the Herd, yeah, and Kosas being with the Bulls. Yeah. So it was kind of we were all close That's to right. yeah we yeah. were all That's close right. together uh, for the first time, and yeah. um, it was like times where. It was times like we wouldn't even all be playing in the same continent. Like I was, I was over in I was over in Spain. Yeah. Costas was with, with the Lakers at the time. Then mm-hmm. then um, Giannis and the Nazis were with the um, with the Bucks and yeah, and or they were in they were in the bubble and I was all the way oh, in Spain. Yeah. So like, one out of the Giannis's two MVPs, I was like, hours and hours like you know what I'm saying miles and miles away. So it's, yeah. it's kind of crazy. That's that wild, bro. That'd be so cool. And that's what I'm Hoping saying. You, with your bros. You guys have, because there's like the holidays too, and then yep. you guys that probably have the most people. That well, that's are. they. What's the holiday family? Is it three brothers? I think Aaron, Justin, Drew, right? I know they have. I know they have yeah. some female. I know they have some female athletes too. I don't know if it's their like. I don't think they. I don't know if they have a sister or something like that. Oh, is she in the WNBA? No, I know that. That'd be crazy. They bro. had no. I think. I think like I think they had a sister that also went to, like play like D one I think like UCLA or something like that. Okay, so they just so. bred some athletes. And obviously, you know, um, Drew's wife. Yeah, yeah, she's a big soccer player. Yeah, so. big soccer player. Yeah, so. that's crazy. I have to have the most insane genetics. Yeah. In in the Definitely. how how tall are your guys' parents? I mean, my dad was I would say six. About six 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 okay. five. Then my mom's like about like around like the five ten five nine range. Okay. It's yeah. really my grandma that we get our height. Really, yeah. really. My grandma from my dad's side. Don't is, tell me your grandma's like seven two. <laughs> yeah. or nah, 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 nah. My grand, my grand, my grandma's six eight. What? Yeah. What? It's crazy. Did, did she who? No, it, bro. I mean, she like you got to date back to like Africa. Obviously, they don't okay. have no they don't have no basketball yeah, over there. Yeah. It's all it's all about soccer. So yeah, Man. true. So you will see like now it's it's transitioning. Obviously, you see people like yeah. Giannis, Pascal, Joel, all like the African um, Surge and all mm-hmm. all like yeah. the African big men that are able to play basketball. But back then, you would see like you would look at the soccer field and like see yeah. seven footers. Yeah, for sure. It's so crazy. was your did she play sports like? 
Yeah, obviously, like my whole family played sports. My dad yeah. was like a professional, like so- soccer player back in back home in Africa. So and you then, guys got like the athletic genes yeah, coming mom, through. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, my mom did like high jump. If you guys know what that is, yeah. Oh yeah, she did that. So it's that's kinda, where the bounce comes in. Yeah, that's it's kind of like what we've all like done. We love yeah. sports. So hell yeah, that's fire. Bro, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. My grandma's five foot zero. No, four foot eleven. Damn, mine's like four or five. <laughs> that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. That is wild. So explain how it was growing up in Greece. Like, is that culture? I've never been there. I've always wanted mm-hmm. to get there. I know it's beautiful over there. I've always wanted to get there. Explain like what it's like over there. Man, like obviously, like Greece is like a very small, very small place. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it is small. Florida is bigger than Greece. Oh, really? It is? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, Florida is like six or sixteen percent bigger than Greece. Wow, really? It's, yeah. So it's like a very, very small place. Obviously, okay. like, um, great vacation spot, probably top in the world. Oh, I've seen all the pictures. Yeah, I know. It's so beautiful. I know, but it's like. It's the type of like thing that kind of like when you go to the city, the Athens. Athens mm-hmm. looks like n- like it doesn't look nothing like the pictures that you see. So like it's kind of like you see those pictures of the White Houses and like mm-hmm. Santorini and yeah. Mi- Mykonos and all those places. But like you go to Athens, it's like it's, it's tough out there. Yeah. But Hell um, yeah. but yeah, it's it's a it's a great place, great place to live. Yeah. Very very kind people. Yeah. We like obviously they welcome outsiders. Love. Love foreign people. So Just, I'm good to go over there and go vacation man, and go chill. Perfect, perfect. Okay, perfect. Good. I you, like I like being around good people. So yeah, you ask any American, what's your what's your favorite place you visit? They're gonna say Greece for sure. Really? Just because they treat everybody so good and and they welcome everybody in. So that's awesome. I definitely so. would love to go. How do you think growing up there like molded your personality? Because I feel like a big part of us is where we're from. Mm. Yeah, for sure. It's it obviously like. As a family, it made us very, very tough. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like me and my brothers, like living in like a house that would be like the equivalent of like this right here. Okay, like, really? Like that's, that's how you guys grew up? Yeah, we like we would like had like one. We, so basically, we would live in like a underground studio. We would have like bunk beds, and two of us would sleep at the top. Two of us would sleep in the bottom. Wow. Yeah, like our parents like didn't have like didn't have a bedroom like up until like. Like, um, Thanasis started playing, wow. started playing in the second division, then he started earning some money, and then we kind of moved out, Yeah, got evicted a bunch of times, but it's, I think that's the reason, like, we're obviously so tight-knit and so close, Bro. Mm-hmm. so yeah. That, and you guys just did a movie with Disney, right? Kind yeah, of movie. explaining that whole story. Yes, uh, movie Rise, uh, we did that, with, we did that with Disney, obviously, yeah. like, Disney approached us and was like, yo, we, we love the story, and we want, we want to kind of put that out put it out there and our thing was kind of that okay it's disney we want to put the story out there but we don't want to really put like the real raw truth kind of behind it mm-hmm. obviously because a lot of a lot of it's not kid friendly you know yeah. you know what yeah. i mean so yeah I, really getting it out the mud, yeah like, in the trenches trying to make it type shit yeah and there's gonna be there's gonna be another there's gonna be another like documentary that's gonna drop that's gonna kind of highlight that part of it you know yeah. That not so kid friendly part. Yeah, so. just get the real raw like emotions yeah. and like everything you guys were going through. Yeah, because like with Disney, our our focus was more kind of like inspiring the youth, mm-hmm. and we don't. And personally, as a family, we didn't think like okay, like us putting that in there was gonna benefit a kid as much as as just putting in the grind of yep. of, of listening to your parents, locking in, 
uh, trusting those around you, bring up, bring like yeah. bringing up your siblings with you and stuff like that. So yeah, bro. Did you guys ever think like like the Antetokounmpo family would be like like what you guys are right now? Like you guys have built like a fucking legacy mm-hmm. that is like still just only getting started. You know what I'm saying? Like, did you did you guys know that this was gonna happen? Yeah, um, or have a I, feeling because like a lot of people ask me, they're like, you know, did you think you'd ever do the shit you're doing? I'm like, well, kind of. Like, I knew that if I put in the work, mm-hmm. we could do whatever we wanted, but we had to put in the work. Mm, I think I think that as a family, we kind of looked at we kind of looked at each other and kind of knew that something was gonna something was gonna come out of it. Obviously, we had people early on approaching us like high-level European teams letting us know, like, Thanasis is special. Mm-hmm. So, like, just like I said, like, you would see, like, us being from, like, Athens and being from, like, a very, very small part, you would see just, like, these very skilled, very, like, European, like, predom- it's, like, predominantly white over there. Mm-hmm. And you would see that, but then you would see, like, a, a young, like, 16-year-old mm-hmm. Thanasis like still in the ball, windmilling it with two mm-hmm. hands, three. And then it was like, who is that? Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it was like, he really was like, a, like he really kind of made a difference just because of, just because they hadn't seen that before in Greece. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of people early on knew he was kind of special, and obviously with, like with that following, um, obviously Thanasis is getting us into into basketball. He yeah. kind of he kind of paved the way. He was like, look, I think we could be good at this sport. Let's just mm-hmm. try it, and if we don't like it, we'll just we'll just stop collectively. Yeah. So Giannis tried it, tries obviously you guys see it in, in in the movie, but tries it and. The first first week and a half, he's like, ah, I'm not rocking with it. I'm going. Yeah. I'm going back to playing soccer. Yeah. And he was like, Yo, just keep going and keep going. Obviously, at that time, we would um, we, they would like be playing and and they would like pro like the coach would approach him like, Yo, you guys like slip slipping all over the court. You guys like need shoes, blah blah blah. Yeah. And then obviously, like our mom comes comes together and he's she's like, Okay, it's four of you guys. Yeah. But we only have like we, what we're making. We only have enough money to buy two shoes. So he's like, wow. so I'm gonna buy, in I'm gonna buy in between Giannis's and Thanasis size, and I'm gonna buy in between Alex's and Kosa's size. So Giannis and Thanasis shared shoes, and me and Kosa shared shoes. So he would play, give me shoes, I'd play, and then Thanasis would play, obviously because he played more. And then when Giannis would come in, they would, he would just like give him his shoes, and he he'd play. No. So way. like on on the sideline, they would just switch out. Yep. Yep. It's no. it's video of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Thanasis was playing in like the. I was in the in the men's team in the first first league over there, and at that time when Thanasis was on the court, Giannis was like the mop guy. Yeah, like when somebody falls, this video video out there kind of. Yeah. Oh, there's he, like real there's footage. There's real footage out there. I'll, I'll, I'll show you later. But what? it came out once he won the championship, and he was kind of crying, and yeah. they put that footage in there. But yeah. like you would see the, like Thanasis like going and getting an N one and fall. Or like whatever player, and you would just kind of see like a young Giannis coming in and like mopping the court, no. and like Damn. he kind of went from like he kind of went from mopping the court to like two years later getting drafted out out of that same team, which was crazy. So wow. So, but before you guys even really picked up the basketball, it was just soccer. Just soccer. So like simple as that. Obviously, like Thanasis played played soccer. Thanasis like he played. Um, he also did track. Mm-hmm. He, and he was like fantastic at that so like really athletic it was just like like really like till this day i mean he's super athletic but but he was just like a 
crazy athlete. And then for him to kind of, like, abandon soccer and abandon, like, track, something that he was really, really good at. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was already proven that he was good at it. Yeah. To kind of go chase basketball, which was something that he wasn't as good. He wasn't as good at, you know. He, just, he, well, he was. He already did soccer and track so much. He already has so many hours, and he didn't have that many hours with the basketball though. Not at all. And then wow. And then he just kind of like, you know what? This was introduced to me. Let me go. Let me go ahead and do it. And he did it. And then it's like, okay, I've, it's not the same. Like here in in, in Greece, you obviously can earn earn money much younger. Yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, we'll we'll do it. And he, he's like. Wait, hold on. I could get paid from this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then once he once he kind of figured that out, he was really locked in and and then obviously like he was he was like, "Look, I know I'm gone like cuz we were like so close that like our parents obviously didn't like him being gone from the house mm-hmm. like all the time and being 16 and and taking like two, three bus rides, a, a metro station and and, and going a, like an hour 30 away. Damn. To just to just to get to practice mm-hmm. and like my parents was like, like put in some work for the basketball shit yeah and then my parents was like look you you can't keep doing this blah blah blah, blah. he's like just get just give me a few more months and just see if if it pays off or not and then he just comes back one day and is like look here's the rent here's this here's that we're all like shocked like you got this from basketball and it's like after that it just kind of clicked and we was all like kind of grinding and then whoa. So he really set the tone for everyone. Yeah, he still does to this day. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one of his that's one of his things. Even you yeah. look you look at the Bucks right now. Yep. It's like he's a guy that can impact the game without mm-hmm. t- ever touching the floor. Yeah, just bro, because he brings everybody together, bro. That's why I love that dude, bro. Like he, that's one of the dope things. Is like he might not you know play a lot, but he's hyping up that whole bench and the whole entire team. Mm-hmm. He's the first person out on the floor to help somebody up when they fall on the floor. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is some real shit. And it's important. Like, you look at Udonis Haslam. He hasn't played in, like, they don't play him at all. But he's been on the heat for, like, the last five years as just the dude that's there yeah, to that, have morale. That yeah. veteran presence yep. is just needed, bro. Mm-hmm. It's needed in, yeah. in, in today's NBA because it's predominantly all young guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I think... Obviously, you look at guys like the Nasus and guys like you know Udonis, and you they don't have to they don't have to get up and clap and get mm-hmm. everybody. They get they get millions of dollars, you know what I'm saying? Regardless, yeah. Yeah. they're getting paid regardless, and they're winning. So like they don't have to do that. They they do that just because they they love the game and they respect mm-hmm. the game the so team, much. Bro. And the thing is too is like you don't realize like yeah you might not play, but I guarantee you those two people we just named will cook. Any regular <laughs> basketball player. Oh, yeah. At any 24-hour fitness, mm-hmm. like, any time, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like, oh, they're not playing because they're not good. Like, any bench player that plays in the NBA will cook anybody. I don't think – so, That that's my one of my main things, right? So, yeah. I kind of see both perspectives. Yeah. I don't think every single, like, good NBA – like, good, like, basketball player is in the NBA. Because if that mm-hmm. was the case, we would have Back people. So. We would have people like Mike James. Yep. People like like we would have people that yep. just raw talent, you yep. know. But I think that people underestimate how big the gap is from being just a regular person to yes. even to even being to even being Division One player to mm-hmm. even be on the yes. so like to even walk on in like Division One school. It's extremely hard. Like Very you have to be hard. you have to be really really good. 
So, like, my thing is kind of like people, like, r- like realizing that difference is like, oh, it's a lot of good players out there that obviously some, like, opportunity is not the same for everybody. Yeah. But, like, the NBA is, like, different. Mm-hmm. It's different, like bro. 13 guys that do their job with little to no error, and it's kind of crazy. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah, that's that's a great point, bro, because people don't look at it like that. Mm-hmm. Like any any player in the NBA would cook anybody, bro. Oh, 100%. Like you But know, there but don't get me wrong, there are other players that are playing overseas that are getting crazy buckets. Exactly. Yeah, that, you know, could play in that NBA. It's just that 13 roster might already be filled. Well, mm-hmm. I'm telling right. you, I don't think people understand the level cuz like you see all these kids commenting on your videos like Tristan, why aren't you in the NBA? And it's like uh, yeah, I couldn't be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I mean, yeah. They they just don't understand how good these people are. Yeah. No, I mean, I. I think, if I really put in the work, mm-hmm. maybe play pro somewhere. I oh, you could play overseas, for sure. Dude, you know what's crazy too is some people say like, oh, this player so and so played overseas. That's a big margin. Mm-hmm. It is. You, you could go from. You could be bro. talking about fourth league Slovenia, and bro. you could be talking about Euro League, which they is like they don't understand. That's like a different NBA. You know, like people are at the you know local rec or whatever, and so and so. Oh, I played overseas, or so and so played overseas. You could literally play in like a men's league mm-hmm. that's a pro team overseas. Mm-hmm. Like the, you know what I'm saying? Is is that a yeah. fact? No, like, that, that, that that's shit? a fa- that's a factual like that's a factual statement. I mean, you have to think about it like. There's there's like people that's like okay yeah I played overseas but like where did you play overseas mm-hmm. yeah did you what play, team did were yeah you in the Euro League uh, like where, where if you you're in the, like if you're in the Euro League then you're you're, nice. you're the real deal yeah you're nice because like because like people don't understand this but like because obviously like the disconnect with America and obviously like overseas but like mm-hmm. teams like Cheska and like Moscow and like Barcelona they will beat NBA teams in a seven game series like. Non playoff sure. teams, they will they will beat them in the seven game. So people people like people like obviously don't understand that fully. So I think kind of like seeing like a player like yeah like you could be amazing, right? Yeah. But the thing is, okay, yeah, you could get buckets. You could you could do this. You could do that. Can, can, but can you guard? Can you play defense? Can you guard? You know what can I'm saying? You can get you get down and get dirty with it? It's yeah, crazy. And, and a way to look at the levels is like look at someone like Luca or something. He's like. What top ten player in the league? He played in the Euro League. He's that good. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. We ain't gonna skip past that. Luca didn't play in the Euro League. Oh, he didn't. Lu- no, no, no. He didn't just play in the Euro League. He was he played in the Euro League at sixteen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. One. So he listen. He won best young best young uh, player in the league. Okay. He won MVP of the league and he won Finals MVP of the league at sixteen. That is ridiculous. That's so he won, insane. and then he he and then he played. He played for his national team. He won the under. He won the under eighteen. So his his age bracket. He played for the main men's team. Won that, and that he basically won every award that he was eligible to win. Yeah. In in, in one year, at sixteen. Sixteen years old, bro. Has there ever been anybody to do that? I don't think so. I don't think so. At sixteen, it's it's crazy because you see these European guys and like obviously people like. You might be sitting in your couch, you're pissed. Like, who is this guy? Like, yeah. why? Why is he drafted up over like this guy that goes to Michigan State mm-hmm. that I know of? Or, yeah. But it's like you look at those guys. Like, obviously, it's only two people that like have came from like nowhere. I like yeah. Giannis came from a second division, second division team to the NBA. Yeah. And 
only one other person have done has done that in like you know what I'm saying in the history of the game, and that's Dirk. Yeah. Nobody else has. He Facts. came from he came from second league in Germany and and then played, but but it's crazy because you would see like a top you would see like a, a top college basketball player, and you'd be like, okay, this guy just played in March Madness, like he's mm-hmm. he's gonna get a deal somewhere in Europe, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you see him end up in like a third or fourth league to yeah. work his way up. So yeah, it's kind of crazy. So we should touch on what overseas basketball like really is though because i feel like i didn't really understand what they were doing over there until um i started like deep diving research like with kobe Bryant, watching some interviews with him and he kind of breaks down and explains how they start breeding like athletes overseas for the game of basketball right isn't there like a lot of like leagues for kids like to be pro basketball players at like 12 13 14 years old or, or how does that work yeah so so you like you see the a whole bunch of kids that pretty much like got to develop right and you see them over there and obviously like the yearly has in place like under 16 under like same thing like au yeah so basically 16 u 15 u whatever but, but then also at any time you can have a team sign a 14 year old you can have mm. you can have a team sign. So I think I did. So I did my my debut in the ACB league with like UConn when I when I was seventeen. Yeah, I so think like, I saw that. But yeah. you you're playing against grown men. Grown though. grown men. Pros Gr- with experience. Pros with experience that grew up in that system. Ex NBA uh ex NBA players mm-hmm. like like real like this is a real like league we're talking Bro, about. How do you like how do you prepare yourself for that? Like you're a seventeen year old kid playing against grown men like what what's the mentality going into that i think the mindset is 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 the biggest thing so like let's say like you're you they say like you give like you give a kid like to a family like of lions right he's gonna grow up thinking he's a lion yeah yeah so like if you put a kid in a system well where he's used to like playing with pros and he's used to playing with grown men in it in his head oh i'm i'm part of them you know Mm -hmm. but in reality you bring him over and he's like you know what I'm saying? He's, he should be playing varsity basketball, yeah, right? He's a 17 year old uh, kid, yeah. But you see, like, it's crazy because you see, like, people, like, okay, I'm like, I'm over here in, in the U.S. and I'm I'm about to play in the uh, McDonald's All American game or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And and he's like, okay, I've had great success with basketball, but everybody knows basketball doesn't go forever. You could obviously knock on wood, you could. Blow your knee out, and then yeah, mm-hmm. you, you can't you play. You never so, know what's going to happen. But a kid over there that's the same age, about to be 17, 18, he might have, like, 300, 400K in a bank already mm-hmm. just and by having, like just by playing basketball. Yeah. The same thing that the kid over here is doing, even on a higher level. Like, you look at you look at AU, AU teams, like, in overseas, we, we play one game a week. Mm, okay. Everything else is practice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? One game a week, depending on the league you're in, it could be two, right? But... Here you you go in an AU game and you might play twelve games in a day. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah, yeah. The, like you play with them. You like I I, I know how I was. I was kind of shocked. Like I would play in the because I played in all circuits, right? I played in the Nike, uh, the Adidas, and the um, Under Armour circuit. Yeah. So you, I would fly. I would fly play with one team. Come back. I might play in the obviously NY2LA for the people that don't know. But yeah. I would, might play here, then fly the next weekend, play with somebody else, and then you know what I'm saying. And but it was an ongoing kind of like cycle that's why you kind of see people 
in Europe have long careers like a Dirk playing for 20 years, mm. like, a, you know what I'm saying, like Milos Teodosic being like dang near 40, still playing. Yeah. But you go over here and you see like, ah, people like stop dying down, dying mm-hmm. down around that yeah. 30, 30, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's, I think so that, that big of a difference, obviously like not overexerting your body. I yeah. feel like that's a, that's a big thing that maybe uh could bridge the gap between like obviously you at the US and and overseas mm. for sure. So like one you got one game a week but every other day you're you're working on the little things, the things that are really developing you. And you're not you're saying that in the US we might be overworking the kids by doing you got five games on Saturday and if you make it to the playoffs you got four on Sunday, you mm-hmm. know, like type shit. That's what you mean by that? Yeah, like, but at the same time that kid isn't held like accountable. So let me let me let me explain what I'm trying to say about this. So like a kid, like if you go and you play an AAU tournament, right? Yeah. You obviously want to win. You want to win the NY to LA championship, whatever. Yeah. Right? But if you don't win, it's not the end of the world. You still go home. You still do, do your thing. Yeah. But over, like overseas, you might be 16, but they pay you to do a job. So if you can't do that, if you can't do the job, there's gonna be consequences, and they don't care how old you are. They're gonna treat you just like any other person. Yeah. So like, so like, you 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 look at a kid and they're basically telling you like, okay, like we want you to play for, for our team. We're gonna travel. We're gonna do this. Yeah. You're 16. Like if if you thought about going to high school or going to school, you gotta forget about that, because you're here mm-hmm. to do you're here to do a job. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that kid could be doing that job, and then the team just like ah, he's just not he's just not doing it the, the way we want it to be done, and then they get they could just be like, okay, next next year he doesn't have a job, and then. He's already missed. He's already missed like his sophomore, junior, senior year of high school. So he has no education and no job. So it's 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 kind of oh, it, it's kind of a crazy balance of what do you want to do in between and obviously like overtime and people like that are trying to kind of find the the middle ground between it. Because so, I think obviously I'm kind of in the middle of I don't think the overseas route is completely 100 percent correct. But I also think that not having obviously kids make money and mm-hmm. and being able to kind of change families i don't think that's the that's the route either mm-hmm. yeah wow man that's deep bro that is so when you say like people are like it's a job you can get paid to who like yep. what what's the youngest age you could start getting money the, uh, technically there is no age really? so obviously if you so sign if a cold at like 12 13 <laughs> they, they might be like, like now nah, we're gonna pick this kid up and we're gonna develop the shit out of him but you know what the other thing is so if they see a kid, if they see a kid that's twelve, that's has unbelievable talent, they're like, okay, come here. You play for our, you play for our club, Real Madrid, right? We won't put you in the men's in the men's team because you're not ready quite yet. But we'll sign you to like a ten year deal. It's kind of like you know yeah. how baseball players get yeah. signed to. Yeah. They'll be like, we'll sign you to a ten year deal, and and if by that time you want you want um, if by that time you kind of blow up and and. People in people in the NBA want want to get you or or they want to they want to draft you. Yeah, it's cool. You have an NBA buyout. That that team gotta come pay us mm-hmm. to get you. Ooh. So it's kind of Damn. like you know it's it's Bro. that's that's a lot of that's a lot of the stories. Like I think I think it was Pat Bev, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, that he he was he wanted to come to the NBA. Obviously, Pat Bev, people that some people like obviously like don't like him or whatever. Now I love Pat Bev because I yeah. grew up. Watching Pat Bev because he played in Greece. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, Pat Bev, PJ Tucker played in Greece. PJ Tucker. Back, yeah. like, 
but like I'm talking about PJ Tucker, like yamming on people, yeah, yeah. like step backs, like not PJ, like the corner three PJ Tucker that yeah, we, yeah, we know yeah. now, but like, yeah. So that just also tells you like it's a different, like it's a different game. You see players that might have a very minimal role in the NBA, they go yeah. overseas and they start wilding, or they, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But I think that spe- that specific thing is kind of like okay, they kind of called Pat Bev, right? And they were they were telling him like okay you could come to the NBA or you could you could you could, you can um we'll we'll sign you right and we'll we'll pay you this we'll pay you this salary and we'll 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 give you the veteran minimum or whatever that mm-hmm. it could be like three million dollars yeah mm-hmm. but the but the team's asking for five for you to leave mm-hmm. so who's the gonna team overseas yeah so they're like that if, you sign that big yeah deal so they're, they're they're basically telling you like okay look they could you could go there yeah but. Either that's got to be you, your agency, somebody got to make up for that difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So most players are kind of got to bet on themselves, like Pat Bev did, which he 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 was talking about it, like kind of calling up his mom and saying, like, look, I know it's my it's my dream to pay, like, go to the NBA. Yeah. Like we're gonna have to figure out and hey, just pocket that, drop it on the table, and thank you so much. I'm going to chase my dream, which might not work out. Mm-hmm. Then you're in debt. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. kind of it's wait. Kind of, so his mom paid that out that's the story that i've seen because I, I believe i watched this pot podcast so he yeah. talked to his mom it's like look this is the this is the money that this is the money that that is needed at that time i don't think they had that money so i think him and his mom came up with a way to wow. pay, pay his nba buyout wow that is like which, which is a big reason why a lot of like we were talking about before that a lot of people aren't a lot of people that probably should be in the nba in the top league top league of the world aren't yeah. in the nba because mm-hmm. that nba buyout it might be too large yeah and it's such mm-hmm. a so a team is kind of like ah that's a red flag yeah. i like this player but i don't i don't want to pay millions of dollars just to get him mm-hmm. when i can yeah. get somebody for much cheaper that does pretty much the same thing mm-hmm. yeah bro there's that's such yeah. a deep there's like such a deeper like meaning behind all of this like it's it's really like business mm-hmm. at the end of the day bro. it's a business this shit is a business, bro. Like they're literally shopping for players, bro. Exactly that. And obviously there's like um big things like players like playing for like seven, eight months. Like yeah. no pay. Like they don't get, they don't get paid. Like Where is this at? I'm saying in, in general in, in, in Europe it's like it's like it's been cases like okay, really? a guy a guy plays six, seven six, seven months, right? Don't he yeah. don't he don't get paid at all and then there he's what what is he gonna do? Yeah. He can't go play on another team. He can't. He can't. Um. He can't. You know what I'm saying? Pursue that so league. Are you saying people like sign deals to play for free? Yeah. No, no. 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 Or people sign deals. Not pay. Yeah. So people sign deals to pay for to play for a certain amount, right? Yeah. 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 But then the team might be like, Ah, you know what? You're not, you're not doing a good enough job for us to pay you that much. Really. So so really? so you can either sit and be like, Okay, I'm not playing, and then they're like, Okay, you're just not gonna. You're gonna waste your season. And then once you waste your season next year, you won't get as big of a deal because you didn't play. So is is that like illegal for the team to? Of course, do it's or? not legal. Okay, I was gonna say, <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not. Of course, it's not legal. How do they get away with that? It's just leverage. It is what it is. Yeah, it's yeah, just it leverage. Is. It's it's one of those things that you're like, ah, like you know, like you might end up signing signing uh, for one deal, and then you you end up you end up getting seventy percent of that, or mm-hmm. and. The, but it could be something with within the contract as well, though, like the negotiations with like wording certain things mm-hmm. in the contract. Because um, I know like um, there's a local guy here 
in from Kenosha, Trey Waynes. He played in the NFL. And I was talking to him, um, it's kind of crazy. He was sitting right next to me. We randomly buy tickets to go to the um, championship game. Game um, Was it game six at home? Yes. So mm-hmm. I get to my seat, and there's two open seats next to me. And then this dude comes, sits down next to me, and it's fucking Trey Waynes. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this dude's from the same city as me, and he played in the NFL. So we were talking about like NFL contracts and shit and how if you mess up, you're like you don't have the right people negotiating your contracts and shit. You might sign a huge deal for, you know, you could say twenty five million or something, but you might only be getting like four million based on what is going on within the contract. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of loopholes. Like a lot, if you're a lot of not performing language. or if you're injured or there's little things that could happen where you don't. It says twenty five mil on the contract yeah. for however many years or whatever, but, but somewhere you, else. But you gotta read not, the fine print. But you might not get that. Yeah. So I, I feel what you're saying about that. That's yeah. crazy. Now, we, should, we should nowadays it's like teams have a like obviously like players have like a twenty person legal yeah. team like going over every single oh, little it's thing. Stupid, bro. And obviously like we they have the um in uh the Euroleague Players Association and the NBA Players Association, which would they kinda get in, in front yeah. and kinda be like, Okay, look, this there's a way to treat a player and there's mm-hmm. a way to um, kind of take care of that, and they they uh, take care of a lot a lot of those yeah. Um, miscommunications. Yeah. yeah, how's how's the hospitality going back to Greece now? How's like Great how question. is it going back to the home country? Mm-hmm. It's it's awesome. It's awesome. I think um, Greece is it's it's very it, it's like very a very hospitable place. Yeah. I feel like they they welcome everybody in. They yeah. love they love to like tourists. They love talking. Like, people in Greece would love to talk to you just because you're from America. Yeah. And they've never been there. So, they feel like they're connected to America in some type of sense, you know? Like, huh. That's so, cool. So, it's it's kind of insane. I know a lot of people love going over there. Yeah. And then, um, we have, like, uh, obviously, like, a lot of, like, artists and a lot of stuff that love coming out. Like, the yeah. Playboy Cardi, Gunna, the Baby, all these people that come out all the time. We have people that have property. And um in Greece and Cyprus, like yeah. the Michael Jordans and the and the obviously like Cristiano Ronaldo has a, yeah. has properties in Greece and stuff like that. But that's fire. But man. people love to come out there for sure. What yeah. about so? What about specifically for you guys? Because like, well, like my thing was like the first like imagine you know you guys came up from nothing in Greece, mm-hmm. rising to the top as a family, trying to figure out a way to get somewhere. What was that first initial trip? Back to Greece after shit started popping. Like. Yeah. Nah. Uh, obviously going to going like, back to like whoa. Yeah, going back to going back to Greece. Like I remember, like us going back. Like we couldn't. Like it was weird because we couldn't book. Like a, we couldn't book a ticket or like a first class ticket to go back because the moment they see Antetokounmpo, like they're like, okay. It it's call flooding up. the news stations. Yeah. Everything. So we would arrive. We would arrive. We would be in baggage claim, and it would be like fifteen to twenty cameras, just kind of like. Damn. So it was like ah. Wow. So so, so we, TMZ shit. So we had yeah. to we had to find find a way to do that, and, yeah. and 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 we had to. So my thing is this: so being from the U.S., right? How many how how many celebrities would you say you've encountered in your life? Ooh. 
mean, a decent amount, but probably just because the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying, even before, even before you was doing what you were doing, wouldn't haven't you ran it like ran into celebrity yeah, before? Actually, or like sure. somebody you looked up for sure. Yeah. So like, but in Greece, we don't have like, we, like we're like that that person. So like, that's yep. you guys. Yeah. That's so you. they yeah. look at they look at it like, yeah. okay, if I run into like, like let him. Forget about Giannis. If I run into Costas, Thanasis, you know what I'm saying? Anybody. Anybody. It's like, yeah. I might never, like, I might never ever see them again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's like, okay, it's not like a, it's not like a LA that you see a celebrity every two blocks. But, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, no, no, I need to, you, they feel like yeah. I need to take that picture, you know? And, yeah. and, um, so it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. Obviously doing what, doing what we were able to do. We are obviously able to kind of like bring the whole entire country together. Yeah. Like we threw, we obviously threw we throw our like Antetokounm Bros event, yeah. Which we're gonna be throwing one soon, but we throw our Antetokounm Bros event right, and it sell like we obviously sell out one of the big the biggest arenas just and like it's like over in Greece. Yes, but th- this is like we we sell out that arena right. And yeah. We bring we bring like Kristaps, uh, we brought Kristaps like, because at that time he was cl- very close friends with the Nasus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They played both played on the Knicks together like, and it's we just sell out that arena just about like making a tweet like yo we're just gonna go like not no professional basketball players yeah. not, not not no ticket in this like we're about to go play basketball like just pull up oh you know similar how they do it, like a park takeover yeah so we oh, did so you guys are selling out arena just go to play some pickup fives or something just shoot around or something and the arena just sells out so, <laughs> it's bro. crazy and then obviously we were like okay it's zero that's crazy like we don't want because just like I told you before, kids feel like they might never ever see you again. Yeah. So, so like the big thing for us is like, look, we'll just do this, and like, we'll like, like nobody has to pay nothing. Nobody has to do that. It's just like you yeah. can just come for free. And then like, as soon as like people like they're like, okay, well, like they're gonna see like, okay, onto the group, like, okay, we probably have to like, you, they want to see Giannis play. They gotta fly to Milwaukee and see him play. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And who's what kid from Greece is flying to Milwaukee? Yeah. So they're like, oh, this is my chance. So they're yeah. like everybody is there, so it's kind of crazy. And then we're like, okay, maybe it's because we play basketball and people love to watch basketball, right? Yeah. So we're like, okay, let's try this one year because we're obviously we're getting like flooded by fans. Like, look, I love you guys, I love your story, but I I, I don't really like basketball. Yeah. And it's like I love you guys, but I don't really like basketball. So you know, we were like, you know what? Let's do an event where we where we just run. We just do like a we just do like a marathon. Really? We just kind of run, right? Yeah. So we we had that idea. We were like, okay, we know some of you don't like basketball, but anybody could get some some exercise. Anybody yeah. can run. So yeah. join us if you wanna if you run want to do this run. Obviously, we shut down the whole the whole the whole city. All the all the road all the roads. Every, well, no, everything. Uh, yeah. yeah, everything was canceled for that for that. Yeah. And it's like. Everybody comes out, right? We're, yeah. we're running, we're running alongside like thousands of people through like the through like the city. People are seeing us on the way and kind of joining it, joining yeah. in, yeah. and and obviously our thing was like, okay, at the end, at the end, we're gonna give out awards and we're gonna do the run. So if you're able to get to the end and yeah. the finish line, you're gonna make it to like the big uh, concert of, of what it is. You can't drive there because we obviously. Like close down close the road, off, so yeah. the only way to get to that concert was to get your exercise in. Bro, that is such a fire idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. so so that is cold because you have to put in the work to get to the concert. Exactly, exactly. Bro, what? So do you guys have to like 
talk to like government officials to shut down the like are you guys connected like that over there like how does that work obviously we have like a prime like a prime minister and yeah and stuff like we, it's not like here like you guys have like a president yeah but we we're like obviously our our team just reach out and it's pretty done yeah done just like that's that crazy. yeah that's crazy that's, yeah that's some legendary <laughs> shit bro but to, to come from like like you were saying that little room with the bunk beds to doing mm-hmm. shit like that has got to be like a wild feeling bro mm-hmm. nah a, yeah like for your home town bro like for your home city you know what i'm saying like that's a different type of like that's some different shit for real did you guys ever go back to visit the spot that you guys grew up in? Like the of course, okay. of course. Obviously, like our our first like court, I'll show you guys like off camera. But our first court, it's like it's us now. So like on the floor, it's like Giannis, but on on the um, so on the, like pretty much like the wall. Yeah. So <laughs> it's kind of an interesting story. So we kind of it's it's my picture. Thanasis, Kostas, and Giannis, like that's the whole that's the whole basketball court. That's yeah. it, and it's like in the, in the in the middle of the city. And so Nike came in. It's like, no, we we have this fire idea to kind of paint you guys all like on this thing and kind of make this guys like make this like kind of like a like you a know, mural. Yeah, like a mural. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. And the people were like, look, we love the Antetokounmpo family, but like this is our building that we live on. This built like yeah, pe- like the building that was. Behind the basketball court, people live there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like we we live on this building, and then, and then kind of um, Nike was like, they're like, you know what? Because they have tents, like you know what I'm saying, like on their balcony, they have like outside tents in Greece, right? Okay. okay. And then they were kind of tell they told Nike like, <laughs> they told Nike like, if you guys redo our tents, like we'll we'll let it happen because we love the yeah, family. Yeah, yeah. And then Nike like kind of like did the did the building brand new for the people that lived there Aww. and then kind of painted over the thing and painted on the painted on the court we obviously have um one of the top artists uh in greece he's he's like a he's like a painter he mm. he and he did the he did the uh, court that's wow. fire bro so what's, what's that guy's name same i believe same okay his name is he like does he do like uh videos and shit of yeah, all of his artwork he do, yeah he does graffiti like he he, like he does a bunch of stuff. He does a bunch of different stuff, and obviously we had the, we had the premiere. Like the whole the whole Milwaukee Bucks organization was there for the for the Rise premiere. We held it there. Oh, that's fire! Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's we dope. had uh, we had uh, we have our Anthony Kumbros Academy, which basically is, is powered by Nike, but mm-hmm. is basically that we bring a bunch of kids that are immigrants, right? And then um, that pretty much their parents migrated or might not have the proper paperwork. Or the mm-hmm. proper funds to go play in a regular team like we did, mm-hmm. so we bring them under that organization, and and they're able to kind of be able to learn how to play basketball while earning scholarships to be able to go like to schools across Greece. So that's, that's amazing. Dope. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool way to give back. Yeah, like just, for real. Just because you keep kids in the classroom and in and on the basketball court at the mm-hmm. same time, yeah, and then they're staying out of trouble at the same time, and exactly. they could be earning scholarship money, right? Yeah, exactly. Damn. So were you uh were you there for the unveiling of that court or No, I think I think they unveiled the court while we was in, while we were in uh in season. Okay. It was like a big big thing. Mm. Okay. But yeah, it's it, that court has like a lot of obviously like a lot of meaning. Mm-hmm. It's it's became it's pretty much like a like a tourist spot. So like whenever somebody goes to Athens, it's like when people suggest like the top things you should go, there people are like, "Okay, you should go check out that court." 
So a lot of people, you we would see people like from the U.S. or like they were like, oh, oh, I'm from Indiana, but I went over to check yeah. check out the court or whatever. And a lot of people lo- love to check it out just because it's something different that they haven't seen before. Yeah, facts. And you so the background of the court is a mural of the four brothers, mm-hmm. you and your three brothers. And then what is on the court? Is there anything on the court? So on the court is a it's like pretty much a, a it's like a picture of, of Giannis kind of like driving to the basket. Okay. And it's, and is then, that like the like if you got a drone up top looking down? I'm sure that yeah. looks insane, right? Nah, facts. I got I got to show you guys how it looked, but um, yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's 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 a fire it's a fire idea that we that we have. Obviously, doing these events and being able to give back to the to those people because yeah. just like similar to like how the Deer District, right? That we had the we had the NBA Finals and yeah. and mm-hmm. just by the Bucks being in the NBA Finals. And everybody being outside the arena, all the all those businesses benefited crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I don't think their numbers and their sales probably ever have touched like what they touched during no that way. time. No so, way, bro. Yeah, you because know? so it's like it's like people like man, like you ask ninety percent of the people I know, they were like, yeah, I was either inside or I was outside. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. nobody, almost nobody watched at home. I feel like the whole city came out. So right. no. the whole city was out. Bro. <laughs> I've crazy. never seen so many people like come together and like, it was like, bro, it was like magic because mm-hmm. obviously there's some rough parts in Milwaukee. Of course. You know, it's like, uh, and, and people don't even understand how bad it gets in Milwaukee in the bad areas sometimes. So like during that time crime might have went down a little bit for sure because it's bringing everybody together yeah and I, I was there i went with my pops like i said i was sitting next to my buddy that played in the nfl unreal experience bro mm-hmm. to be at game six and watch the bucks win that shit unreal bro yeah it yeah. was it was it was it was crazy you know just because obviously like you said it kind of sucks because like like Milwaukee's a tough place to be, so it's a tough place, and mm-hmm. and a lot of the people, obviously, like you, I think basketball like diversifies like the, the sport a lot, just because sure, a lot of the kids that grew up in those type of areas and you you play basketball with, yeah. yeah. So I think I think those areas produce some of the best people ever. Like some of the my Facts. my buddies and like the they could be the best human being ever. They were just put in a bad situation, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it kind of sucks, but but obviously, like looking back, like obviously, like people like. In Greece, that grew up in our neighborhood, mm-hmm. like you know, what I'm saying that 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 they fell down that path, and that it could easily be you. That could have easily been us. You know, what I'm saying, yeah. If if basketball hadn't worked out or or, or whatever, so I I think it's very very important to kind of see everybody's perspective and and kind of look at look at that person not from where they're from necessarily, but for who they are. Yeah, that's a fact, bro. You're very well spoken, bro. I know, right? Like it's crazy. <laughs> when did you even learn English? Bro, that's what everybody. That's what everybody like you, says. Yeah, because you sound like obviously your brother has a much stronger accent. Yeah, I think I think obviously like I came I came like I was forced to kind of learn English in like yeah. a was younger that, age. Was that hard? Yeah, of course, because just like because you didn't you know zero English. Not really. Just maybe yeah. little basic things. Yeah, like, like basic things like hi, hi. Same thing like an average American person would know about Spanish. Yeah, yep. like okay. hola. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. But I <laughs> kind of came and then it was kind of like, okay, I would like be playing middle school basketball or whatever. Yeah. And they were like, okay, that kid, he can't really speak English, but he could play. Mm-hmm. So, but it was like kind of like, okay, it was at a young age. It was kind of either, either you're going to speak English 
or you're not yeah. gonna have no friends. Yeah. yeah. So that was my that was that was kind of my options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, okay, we're not going back to Greece anytime soon. Yeah. So I better learn. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Figure it out. But you know that is one of the coolest things about the game of basketball, bro. That I love because I experienced it firsthand. I was over in Japan. Um, you know, I played pickup ball at a random court in Japan, and nobody spoke English. I was the only person to speak English. But the cool thing is everybody knows the sport of basketball. So although I had no idea what these guys were saying, they could have been talking shit about me. I had no idea what was going on. We all know what a pick and roll is. Exactly. We all know what a three-pointer is. We all know what a layup is. We all know the language of basketball, which is so fire to think about. But we don't speak the same language at all. So I wanted to get back into this championship. How was that for your family when you when Giannis won that? Uh, I mean, bro, like honestly, it was like crazy. It was mm-hmm. like a crazy moment. I was like crazy times. Like me being on the phone, me being on the phone with Ta. Ta, um, obviously my brother Nasa, he wasn't like able to go. He was on the team but couldn't attend because he had COVID. Bro, so I didn't even know that. Yeah, so that like the like the day we won, he wasn't in the arena. He was oh, he was in the hotel. My gosh, so, all because of COVID, bro. And it's crazy. Fuck. And and um, obviously I'm talking to him like me and him. We're getting I'm on the phone with him. We get we're getting emotional, seeing it happen. Kind of like a few minutes before it's done. Obviously, this, all the security people at the arena they come come grab all the families, make sure yeah. that they're they have a smooth transition mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So obviously. The arena was packed. Outside yeah. the arena was packed. Yeah. So uh, they're making sure everybody has a smooth transition. We go down. We go downstairs, and I remember like this 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 time that like I get like on the phone. Right. Obviously, I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing these pre draft workouts. Yeah. So I like I'm working out with the Rockets, the 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 Spurs, Indiana, um, and and these teams for uh to go into the draft. Yeah. So. I call and they're they're like playing and I I call I see that yeah like Giannis like obviously like hyper extends his knee mm-hmm. crazy so obviously my first my first instinct is I call him like yo how you feeling blah 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 he like obviously like he like flips like he flips the camera and obviously like you look at his knee and I'm like oh it's like I don't I don't see nothing like what what's wrong with it and it's like oh no not this one and then he kind of like adjust mm. his leg a little bit and you just see his leg like being like but it was almost like a like his kneecap was almost like I'm telling you like a women's basketball like it was Damn. huge what and then we're they're kind of telling him like yo like Giannis like I think you gotta you gotta uh, sideline it and, and 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 um and um and kind of chill and just um pretty much hang it up for, hang it up for the year <laughs> He goes and like goes into the locker room and like grabs a sleeve, puts a sleeve under it, and like limps and tries to get back in the game so they so that he makes sure they kind of uh, are able to win the the whatever and like like pretty much something like yeah it's like please not yeah you're is, gonna overdo yeah, it and really mm-hmm. hurt yeah, yourself yeah like please don't do it he's like okay kind of like obviously like Thanasis talks to him it's like look it's, it's, just think about the bigger picture. Trust that your team is gonna be able to get it done. They obviously got it done. Yeah, and it's kind of a thing that, like, pretty much he has. So everybody obviously has some um, obviously cartilage and stuff that protects their knee from hyperextended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
so like he no longer has that. It's like so like That's that. Well, so that was like obviously like ruptured or, or whatever the case might be at, at that time. So like they're pretty much telling him like, look, you probably like shouldn't even like walking around, let alone like yeah. really playing basketball. So like he's like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be back. I call him. I'm like, look, I know like what they're saying. You shouldn't play. This is how are you feeling? He's like, you know what? He's like, watch, I'm going to be back game one. So you're going to be back game one of what? He's like, game one against the Phoenix Suns. I'm like, yeah, okay, there's no way. Like, he's over-exaggerating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I'm with um, I'm We're doing, we obviously had the pro day and all that. And I'm working out in Phoenix, in Phoenix, mm. coincidentally, coincidentally. So I went, I'll go to the, to the game, right? And I go to the game. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll, um, I look, I'm like, okay, Giannis, like, he's not with the team. Did he go to shoot around? He didn't go to shoot around. I'm like, okay, no way. Where like, the hell he, is he? So, like, he's like, <laughs> so he goes to, like, a local gym, and he's like, I'm going to test it out before I even do anything. <laughs> yeah. So he, like, goes, tests his tests out, and, like, you could see, like, he's playing, and, like, he's pretty much playing off, of all, everything is off his right foot. He's going to a fade, he's going to his fade off his right foot. Yeah. He's going to his Euro step. He makes sure, like, the his end foot is the, his right foot. Mm-hmm. So he, yeah. And then I'm like, okay, he's obviously not going to play, right? Yeah. And everybody's, obviously, my phone is blowing up. Like, yo, is Giannis playing? Is Giannis playing? Is Giannis playing? And I'm like, look, I don't know, man. And I see them running out. And, like, you just see him being the first person running out to warm up. No. And I'm like, nah, he's not playing. And I'm like, he's not playing. He ends up, he ends up, like, dropping, like, 32 and 15, right? So, Bro, <laughs> so, so he ends up doing that. After, after, after that, he's like, like you gotta see him, like, you know, obviously, like he's like playing, and I, after the game, he's like, like, dr- like uh, when I'm saying, like he's like, it's almost like his foot is like away from his body. Like, he's dragging his foot, yeah, like, everywhere he goes. He's, oh my he's getting, he's getting twenty four seven, twenty four seven treatment on it. So he's like, he's like, the whole day, you call him at three p.m. Yo, what you doing, bro? Nah, nothing. Getting treatment. Call him at eight. What you doing? Ah, nothing. Just getting treatment. <laughs> so he's just bro. the whole day. He's getting treatment. Somebody's, somebody's on like on side by him the whole time, working on just his knee. So like, it's a person that their whole job was just to work on his knee. Mm-hmm. That whole entire right. day, they had no other duty other than working <laughs> on his knee. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of funny to think about. It's bro. crazy because his adrenaline during that game is probably running so hard. He doesn't even feel it. And then after you're just like, damn, I can't even walk anymore. And it's the cra- it's the craziest thing that he kind of obviously like you get hurt, but you feel like okay, I'm Superman, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm whatever, I can go through it. And then he's the he's like, he's also said this in the interviews, but he's like he walked off, and then he like woke up the next day. He's like, oh man, I'm, I don't know why they're saying I can't play after like looking at it, I'm good. And he looked down and like his knee was like three times the size of his <laughs> other knee. He's like. Oh man, like, maybe he's like obviously that's the mental battle that yeah. like, maybe oh, I can't yeah. play. Yeah, and then he c- comes back, he comes back, um, does that, then um, obviously he's in the pick and roll with D. Obviously everybody knows that block. He's, mm-hmm. he's in the pick and roll situation with D. Book. D. Book lobs it up to Aiden. He like turns, jumps off the same knee that he just hyperextended. Mm-hmm. Less than a week ago, or whatever, or yeah. less than two weeks ago, whatever the case might be, jumps up, jumps up, 
blocks that, is able to land, kind of looks at the camera, flexes. So, like, I think that's, like, an iconic moment. It Legendary is. moment. For him to, like, like you said, it's a mental battle. With Like, especially you see some shit swollen on your body and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And, and then you got to go out and perform on that injured area, bro. Like, yeah. That's some real shit, bro. It's yeah. crazy because it's like one of those moments now that's like cemented in time. Like that block, it's like up. It's like right with the LeBron block, the KD shot pulling up in LeBron's face for the title. Like that's one of those yeah. iconic Jordan moments. Yeah, the the Steph pulling up against OKC yeah, yeah. from a little bit inside half. Yep. Yeah. I think, but I think obviously like with LeBron and like Giannis, I think they have probably most of those moments. Obviously, Giannis. Yeah. Them getting that stop in Phoenix, Drew coming down, lobbing it to him, him mm-hmm. getting pushed, pushed out of bounds, still catching it, still dunk, still dunking it yep. off the lob. It was, it was just crazy moment, and just like battling with all that stuff. Him mm-hmm. going through his knee, his he he's yeah. not fully healthy. Him him kind of being like, okay, everybody's telling me I shouldn't play, but I feel like I should play. Him and then when he ends up like going through all that. And like succeeding, he's like, you know what? I'm gonna make it on the court, and I'm gonna play. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Imagine you like put yourself in his shoes, right? You're Bro. going through a game. You okay? You ha- you got like 15 and seven so far. You're helping your team win, and 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 it comes down to it. Yeah, and and it comes down to it. And it comes down to that 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 final that final um possession. You take that final possession. Obviously, you're Giannis. Mm-hmm. Everybody hammers you. You get to that line. Yeah, and as soon as you get to the line, okay, it's cool. One, two, <laughs> three. Oh, man. Yep. I, I got to deal with everything. I got to deal with this, too. Yep. Yeah, and bro. It's... I remember that yep. shit, bro. Because going to the Bucks games after, uh, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, I'm sure away games is worse. You know For what sure. I'm saying? For oh, 100 oh, Where yeah. did I? I was, I was at a Bucks game, I think, not in Milwaukee. I have a funny story about that, too. <laughs> but every time he was going to the line, you just hear one, mm-hmm. two, th- the, every time. And and you know what the craziest thing because you, you said like about the one two three thing right yeah. them counting while he's out the line, and we talked about um, previously on the on the pod about Thanasis and what he's 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 able to do for the team right yeah, so uh, I call Thanasis Thanasis I'm like call him he's not answering he's busy the, the whole the whole time, and he's obviously they're in New York they're about to play Brooklyn, mm. right, and he he's on the phone the whole time I'm like yo why why is he on the on the phone the whole time I'm like yo. You good? Everything's good. He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm making sure everything's good. I'm like, but he's talking in Greek. Like, yeah. Who's in Greece right now? That you know what I'm saying? Like, while y'all playing against Brooklyn, like, who could be calling you from Greece? That like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you would be answering to and spending that much time. So I was just curious on who it was, and he was just like, just wait and see for the game. I'm like, what is he talking about? Like, what's gonna happen in the game? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, if you watch all the series, right, everybody behind the basket is like. One, two, but in Brooklyn it was nothing. Cause so basically what Thanasis did, he went and he bought for the second half, <laughs> he bought every single seat behind where Giannis was shooting and filled it with Greek fans. So everybody behind the basket on the second half was all Greek people. Bro. So they were cheering, they wow. were quiet, they were doing they were doing nothing. So, what a legend, bro. <laughs> wow. so, did, Thanasis, bro. So he did that and then and then basically like Obviously, like that, they they came out after the game. There's a video too. I'm gonna show you guys. They came out after the game, embracing embracing them for wing and 
and doing all that, and it was kind of a big celebration. But yeah, he went and purchased like every single seat behind the basket, so nobody could be yeah. would be able to kind of distract him. He that's might be lit. the only person that's ever done that. Well, you you've heard of like hasn't there been like. Uh, like rappers or that are having beef, they'll buy like the first oh, yeah, buy rose <laughs> yeah. at the show, and when when they go to perform, no, it looks like nobody showed yeah. up. Yeah, I've to the thing. I've never heard of that, that in a is, basketball game. I've never heard about that in a basketball game either, bro. <laughs> that is legendary. I wonder if the NASA saw the rappers doing that, and he's like, you know what, fuck it, fuck I'm gonna it. do it for the <laughs> yeah, basketball literally. game. That'd be crazy. That is legendary. Wow, bro, that's crazy. Yeah, I remember the the night they won. It was, it was an amazing moment that me and my dad brought my pops to the game. Um, that we got to experience Game Six when they won it in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Just, I was in the Deer District. Man, it was an unreal experience, bro. Like, I don't know. My dad looked at me and he's like, "Man, he's like, you don't understand." He's like. I wish I could have done something like this for my dad. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, that shit hit me, bro. I'm like, I don't know. It's just a cool experience to witness with my pops, man. Yeah. The B- Milwaukee Bucks, the pl- the team that my dad and, you know, mom would bring me to when I was a kid, you know, bring me to Bucks games and shit. And now they're bringing home a championship. And I just witnessed that with my dad, bro. Legendary. And being That's from cool. here, I will say, like, the Bucks really weren't good like till Giannis got there for a long time so like I never thought the Bucks were gonna win a championship in my lifetime so my first year I want you guys to kind of guess maybe you know my first year of being in America how many games do you think the Bucks won that season 24 yeah it's got to be low somewhere I don't even know. No, no, they weren't that bad. Wait, are you talking about your first, when Giannis? Yes, his first his, his rookie the year. They weren't that year? bad. All right, thirty three. I wasn't sure if you I, meant Giannis's first year or the. I didn't know if you came at a different. Well, thirty three is not that that bad. It's kind of close to yeah. forty, which is like a five hundred. Yeah, so, yeah. So that's almost like a good. That's almost like it's decent. So uh, yeah. it was thirty three. No, I think I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. They won fifteen games. They were worst oh, team in the year. It was one of the all-time worst, like, uh, Milwaukee Bucks, like, seasons ever. Damn, oh. that's up there with when Charlotte won, like, what, like, 12 games or something? No, I think the the lowest amount is nine, I think. somebody It was won the s- lockout season, Charlotte yeah. won with I don't, nine It's, just, nine it's just something about that, bro, that gives me so much respect for what fucking Giannis brought yep. To Milwaukee, bro. Because being a kid growing up in the Milwaukee area, bro, it was like, yeah, we're going to go to the game tonight. Probably going to lose. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, no, it really was. That's just how it was, no, it was Back in the day, too, I remember it'd be like, I'm about to go get some nosebleed seats. Ten bucks. Bro, fast. Yo, you Not know, the same anymore. It was, a, it was a middle school. We had like a little spelling bees or whatever. Yeah. And you and we would um have like obviously we could do extra credit and like for extra credit it was bucks tickets. Literally. Like mm. that's crazy. Yep. Like now it's like if you want to get a buck like a bucks tickets, it's arm and a leg, bro. That's like stupid <laughs> now, bro. Nosebleeds aren't five bucks anymore like nope. it used to be when I was a kid. I remember getting like my gold you remember gold cards and stuff? Yeah. I got a I had like a bucks ticket or something from that and I was like I would crazy. you would like have like Straight A's, and they'd be like, here you go. Yeah. Bro, it is not like that yeah. no more. So, like, the seats would be empty. Empty. Yeah. Empty. You would go to a Bucks game, and, like, you would look around, and it was like, 
people like, oh, what brings you here? Like, mm-hmm. what? Give me a legitimate like reason that you're not at the Badgers game right now, watching <laughs> yeah. Frank the Tank play, and you're yeah, here. Exactly. <laughs> so you know a little something about Frank the Tank yeah, too. Man, that was that was, that was crazy. That was that was the first time I really kind of watched, like obviously like college basketball that yeah. era, like with Grayson Allen, and obviously yeah. you know we know what he is now, but yeah, but watching them play was man, it was it was fun. So yeah. I got that experience. Obviously, we we um have like a big thing. I was watching like the Euroleague finals and stuff. It's huge. Mm-hmm, yep. And watching the Final Four and stuff like that. But watching like college basketball, like, I never thought like oh like like I thought of college basketball like okay we have colleges in Greece right, mm-hmm. but like, what we have is like the equivalent of like a community college. So like okay. the idea of a college mm-hmm. being that big of a deal in my head, it was kind of weird. So I was yeah, like, I was like oh this. Like this is crazy. This is lit. You yeah, were like, "This like, is lit." Yeah. Wisconsin's going crazy. Yeah, especially because like the college games can be way more lit than NBA games. Yeah. Yeah, some of them. I mean, you got to think though. They got full blown student sections. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's lit. That's drinking. Like that. Everyone's lit. No, they so can, they don't. They can get pretty crazy. They're like, getting loud. Those March wild. Madness games are some of the craziest things you'll ever see. Yeah. Yeah, facts. This Final Four is kind of wild, too, huh? It's been a crazy tournament, honestly. It has been. Um, But, Alex, I wanted to bring it back to um, a little bit of the G League stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, for me, over the past couple months, I've actually gotten really close with Mamu. Mm-hmm. Um, Sandro or Sandro, you know what I'm saying? That's my guy. Like, got got really close to him. I think he's... Like names Al- like Alessandro, I think. I did I, not know that. I just call him Mamu. No, that, that's what I call him too, Mamu or Sandro or whatever. But I think his like full name is like A- Alessandro Mamu Alessandro. Yeah, wait, it's crazy wait, because say I heard Mamu Kellasvili. Okay, he's Georgian. Georgia is close to Greece, so I yeah, to say it. But. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I got really close to him, and um, you know, he he was on a. He was on a two-way with the Bucks, right? Yes. So that means, you know, you play a couple games in the G, you know, and then if they want to bring you up to play for some minutes on the actual NBA team, you get minutes. Mm-hmm. Correct. So I just I just felt bad because I was with him All-Star Weekend, and we're talking about, oh, we're going to, uh, you know, this summer is going to be lit in Milwaukee. Like, we're going to have so much fun. We're going to go out to his – he wanted to go to his home country, which – we probably still will do. I'm down to go wherever and, you know, go show love to, yeah. you know, same thing with you, bro. We're going to Greece. We got Let's we do gotta, it. We got to go to Greece. Let's do it. But, um, you know, we're, you know, getting all this shit ready for the summer and then, boom, he got traded. Or you got, you know what I'm saying, that whole thing happened where he went with the Spurs and shit. And, like, I, I see that shit and I'm like, damn, like, I kind of I feel bad. Like, it's got to be mentally, like draining or like mm-hmm. mentally exhausting like it's hard to like like getting a phone call like damn we got to pack everything up and go to here mm-hmm. you know and you don't even expect it or whatever i mean how the, is that for you like mentally in the g like trying to make it bro i mean that i think the one thing everybody know about like the g league is probably the quick turnaround yeah. So like obviously you guys know just like we were just talking about the championship, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys know that we're in we're in the championship and we're celebrating, right? But like my view of it is like I went, we did we we the Bucks won the championship. I'm celebrating. Yeah. Giannis is like, yo, taste this champagne. I taste all oh, this disgusting. <laughs> they got the cigars. They I'm I'm in the I'm in the locker room going crazy. Yeah. But I'm getting a text from my agent I'm like, yo, like 
845. You bored at 845. I'm like, what you talking about? He's, oh, you have a... You gotta still work out for San Antonio. Like, like I'm, I'm over here tasting champagne, but I gotta work out it like the <laughs> yeah. next day. So I gotta fly. I got, I gotta do the pre-draft process, which is, which is the craziest thing ever. Yeah. Like you, you see guys that like obviously like went undrafted. It's like a lot of people that go undrafted or whatever. But you see guys like okay, I did like six or six or eight workouts or something like that, right? Yeah. For teams, there's guys like like I think the Nazis did like eighteen workouts. Mm. And got picked 50, 51st, right? Costas probably did, like, double-digit workouts, got picked 60th. He was the last pick in the draft. Mm. There's players that work out for 20, 25 teams. You got to go You got to go for one team, then fly, fly the other team and work out with six guys mm-hmm. in your, your exact same position. They can do the exact same thing that you do. Yeah. So it's like, okay. Like, you 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 see these guys come in. I, I remember, like, we I would watch the guys when um, the, backs, the Bucks practice facility, right? Yeah. When they came in, and I, and you just see them like a lot of good players are coming in. So you, there's no way of knowing who is going to like you know what I'm saying be that next guy. I remember like, mm-hmm. I remember like um, I remember like Jordan like the player like the that bunch of uh, players that like uh, Jordan Poole when he came to work out for the Milwaukee Bucks, right? Yeah. And I'm like, and I was like, and I'm like, look. Like, I know he doesn't, like, we watched the workout. I think he had an okay workout, but there's guys that probably, like, did better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, but I was just, like, he was, like, I, we had the same high school coach. He was close close with Coach Stars. They yeah. still are to this day. So, like, I was kind of biased. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of, like, I was talking to you. I was, like, how do they not see that that's the guy? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he was, like, well, look, what they could see is what's in front of him. And what's in front of him might be a guy that come in. That he might not be as good, but that day he just comes in, sh- sh- lights up, shoots the ball, sh- mm-hmm. shoots, shoots, makes eighty out of a hundred shots, yep. and then they're gonna take him because that's what they see in front of him right now. So it's kind of the draft process is a different beast. You can yeah. work out for twenty something teams, don't get drafted, or you can work out for one team and get drafted. Mm-hmm. Gian- Giannis, Giannis came from second division overseas. He didn't work out for a single NBA team, so his margin was c- kind of crazy. He could. Could have went anywhere from lottery to not get drafted at all. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people wouldn't even know he's in the draft because he's not from America. Yeah. So that process is kind of one of the craziest thing. And ultimately, like, most people that go through the draft uh, pre-draft process are like the second rounders. Yeah. The, the those, those are the people that kind of like, okay, get left behind, get those non-guarantees. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of people don't people don't think about and um those are the guys that ultimately like are forced to do more stuff. Like they go, like they don't make enough money, and the G now they got to go. Like now they got to go in the middle of the G League season, go overseas and come back and try again. And they yeah. have to play. They have to play. They have to play summer league with a team. They have to play in the G League team. They have to go through training camp with a team. And the team at the end of the day might be like, "This ah, is not the right fit for us." They let let them go, and it's it's kind of that. It's kind of like draining, and that's one of the main things that you have to kind of know that you're going up against that being in being in the G League. Yeah. It's a blessing. It's it's a blessing to kind of be able to compete, to go get a job. So basically these NBA teams, right? They bring in they bring in 30, 40 guys, right? Mm-hmm. Out, out of the draft class that they like. Obviously, the guys that they really want are going to work out for them because the guys that they want are going to be lottery picks. And if you're a lottery pick, why would you work out? Mm-hmm. makes no sense, right? Yeah. You might go – one, you could go work out and get injured, whatever, and then you're like, okay, I'm, 
I'm hurt now. What do I do? Yeah. Your draft stock plum- plummets, right? Or I go work out. I risk having a bad day, and a guy that they wouldn't they wouldn't have got in the first round gets drafted ahead of me, and now I lose my guaranteed money. Yep. So there's no reason to go, like if you're if you know for a fact you're a lottery pick, you most likely aren't working out. Like, obviously, you see guys like like obviously like probably like G League Ignite or whatever like. Like they see, like okay, I'm about to get drafted. They probably shut down for the season. Like yeah, you know what, I'm getting drafted. Oh, guys, shut down for shut down for the year in college too. I feel like yeah. when when they know they're getting drafted, they're like, okay, I'm just gonna focus on myself and work on my game and and try to risk that as, uh, as least as possible. Yeah. So the those guys that they're bringing in, they're guys that they're like, ah, we'll take them if like if the guy that we want isn't on the board. So basically, you're competing mm-hmm. against thirty guys. For a spot that is like ah, like a like a second to third option it spot, go, it goes back to that business shit, bro. And and then the crazy the craziest thing is like it's like obviously we have workouts. I'm not gonna say the team. We would have workouts, right? Yeah. And you would see like obviously like, the team already knows who they want to go get, mm-hmm. right? They have an idea of who they want. So you would go and like we would be in we would be in there like running sprints, doing suicides, like push like. Playing one on one full court, hitting each other, like doing all that. They they're doing mismatches. So I'm I'm uh I'm I go from guarding a five eleven, like one guard, right? From, mm-hmm. Like collegiate one guard. He's like a like a five year or four year senior. He's like a real real polished player. Yeah. And then that guy has to go up against guarding a seven footer. Mm-hmm. So they see how how you respond to a mismatch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're doing that. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, wait a minute. Obviously, practically has multiple courts. You look two, three courts down, and you see a guy that he has the same gears you on, he has the same everything, but he's just shooting corner threes. Like that's just his workout. So you're like, okay, hold up. We're doing all this, but he's just shooting corner threes. And then you wait, come draft night, and you just see his name being called. You're like, yep. okay, now it makes sense. Because they're like, okay, we're not gonna risk. This putting this guy that we like into mm-hmm. the hungry wolves, and then, and, and then one, obviously, it might not. We might pick him, and it might not be justified. Two, they might hurt him because we're at the end of the day looking for a job. So if 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 people got to get hurt in the process, people got to get hurt in the process. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. So everybody is looking for a spot, and when everybody's going after one thing, that's when things that's when things get interesting and get mm-hmm. dangerous. Yeah. So I think that's the that's the craziest part. Like. We have obviously like in the G League, right? You you could be playing a season. I'm a guy. Okay, like I just I just okay. I just had like 15 and 10. I had me a nice little double double. We won. Yeah. I just had 20. I played 20 minutes this night, 30 minutes the other night, 20 minutes this night. Ooh, I'm on like I'm a, I'm feeling. I'm on a roll. Like yeah yeah. Like I'm trying to I'm trying to give me that 10 day right. Yeah. As soon as that happens, you look at like you come you come to the locker room. You see like you see like one two way two two ways one assignment. Two assignment, and you just like, and all of a sudden, the previous game starting to five doesn't even touch the court. The next game, and you're like, oh. and granted, it's so hard because they're part of your team. Those are your like, those are your guys. It's got to be mm-hmm. weird because like you're on the team, but everybody's goal is to make it to that next level. So exactly. it's like it, you're on the same team, but it's also like you're against each, each other, other at the same time. But it's it's got to be a weird like mental situation mm-hmm. bro and i give Very you weird i give you props doing all the g league shit you've been going crazy bro like that's gotta not be easy mentally man like you gotta think you gotta think like 
how many guys do you see that in the G League they go off like they like they're probably like leading the G League in points like mm-hmm. thirty points yeah. a game, twelve rebounds or or whatever, and they go to the NBA but they play a different style of basketball. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they go to the NBA and play the right play the right way and make the right reads and mm-hmm. and do all that because the teams ultimately aren't looking for you to score thirty points because mm-hmm. guess what they have Chris Milton. The team they have their Buddy Hills. They got their Tyrese Halliburton. They have their guys already. Yeah. No, no NBA team is gonna look to the G League to go get a superstar. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Anyone with common sense would know that. But they look for those. They look for those guys that are gonna come in and defend. Mm-hmm. Are come in and gonna fill that that slight role that might be missing. You might have to. You, you, they're looking for those guys that are gonna they're gonna be able to kind of switch. Yeah, they're gonna be able to defend multiple guys and and all that. So I think they're kind. They kind of come and pick like and it might be frustrating because you're like okay man like why they just pick this guy that comes off the bench yeah and and he's 28 and i'm 22 and i'm averaging 30 points a game but they didn't take me for mm-hmm. a 10 day they took him yeah. but it's like they're gonna pick what they're gonna pick the guy that they want for to that specific that specific role exactly i just wanted to ask because you mentioned how Giannis was either going to be like a lottery or he could possibly not even be drafted so what was his reasoning behind not doing any workouts so one one thing was obviously like having the proper paperwork and stuff like that to travel. That okay. was one thing. But think about this like this, right? You obviously you've played pickup before, you went to the Y and stuff yep. like that, right? So if you go to the Y, would you rather pick somebody on your team that you see comes there every single time and you've seen how they play and you know what they do? Mm-hmm. Or would you rather have your friend's friend that he brought along that could be really good mm-hmm. or could be really bad? Yeah. You rather just take the for sure answer, of right? Of course, of course. So, my thing was my thing was this. You um you can ask Giannis too. He he said this in the interviews before. Did he probably for how good he was at that time deserve to be a 15th pick? Probably not. But he was a 15th pick because of how good he could be. Mm-hmm. And people kind of bet, better than that. And obviously like drafting off of potential is a huge thing in the NBA nowadays. Yeah. And you see um you see, kind of the, that the route, the route they they're going to, right? So they kind of went that route with Giannis, but then, but but then, like with the next year with Jabari, they went the right now route. Yep. Who's who's really good right now? Mm-hmm. And Jabari was amazing. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. So they went picked 100%. Up. both ways work, and b- both ways could um could be beneficial for a team. That's interesting. Also, I just want to say shout out my boy Dante because I remember watching Giannis and like when he was a rookie. I, did, I didn't know he was going to be as good as he was. All I'm saying is this kid was driving into my head all the time. He's like, this dude is going to be the best fucking player oh, in the Dante league. Was? Yeah, he was like, That's he's awesome. going to be the best in the league. And I was like, all right, I guess we'll see. That's awesome, bro. Yeah, that – I can't even believe just the whole story. It's, <laughs> just, it's so unbelievable. I wanted to talk to you about something that we talked off camera about that I think would be a little bit interesting to – you know, the viewers, because I'm sure a lot of people, you know, listening want to know, like, what it's like as an everyday G League player. Like, what is your day looking like? Like, does shit pop up that you don't even know about that? You're like, whoa, I got to be this. Play. Like, what is what's going on, like, in your everyday G League life? So, as I said, like before, like with me being like in the finals and then having a pre like pre-draft workout like yeah. the next day. 
I think the G League is probably like the most unpredictable league there is. Mm. So it's like a lot of stuff that you might not like know that that's that's gonna happen that pops up. So like a big example would be that like whenever somebody um gets hurt or whenever somebody's on the injury injury list and he's he's planning on coming back from that injury, we have to go report and you know what I'm saying go um go um help and pretty much like work out like with him a and player on the G League team yeah, or the, the whole the most of the G most of the G League team. Okay. So so the bad thing is the bad thing is some people obviously volunteer but it, but if you're like one of the one of the G League guys it's like no room really for saying no. So like yeah. obviously this guy's a volunteer or if if a guy is kind of like you know what there's no excuse for it because you could be like, okay, ah, I'm a little hurt, right? You mm-hmm. could say people could say that or whatever, and they they'll be like, oh, well, the Milwaukee Bucks have a way better way better training training staff and w- way better treatment treatment area for you to treat your injury rather than whatever you are gonna go yeah. and yeah. dealing about. So you can't say that. Yeah, you can't. So get out of it. Wh- what are you gonna? Yeah, there's no way to, of getting out of it, and and I think a lot of the G League guys embrace the grind. So a lot of a lot of us like from the teams that I've been on. Like don't look to get out of it. We yeah. kind of, we kind of look at that as as an opportunity to even showcase. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we go work out. Who are they watching? They're watching. They're watching that 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 uh, NBA player to make sure he's good on his injury. And the G League guy's like, you know what? I want to freaking kill this guy. Yeah, 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 well, exactly. well, to prove that, you know what I'm saying? Like he he's not worth the, he's not worth the attention that that people might think. But I think that. Just like I told you, there's a big gap between the regular guy and the G League guy. Mm-hmm. When yeah. these guys come down, they kind of showcase what that ga- gap between the the NBA and the G League is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although it's not as big as people think, there's still a, there's, there's a gap. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Obviously, um, I think that there's guys that most of the guys in the, in the G League have the potential to play in the in the NBA under yeah. the right coaching staff and under the right situations, but this isn't a fairy tale in the right situations and mm-hmm. right coaching staff doesn't come doesn't come around every single time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're lucky enough to, to, to be able to touch the the NBA, which is like less than one percent of like it's, so small. <laughs> it's crazy. Like yeah. there's people like I know you've met a lot of them, but there's people that are genuinely very, very good at basketball and mm-hmm. I might never yeah. play in the NBA, bro. True. So I think if you were, if you're able to kind of touch that that um even even if you're able to kind of get a scholarship to go play division 1 basketball i think yeah. that should be very oh, very man. celebrated 100% 100% and at the d1 level d2 d whatever it is you get your education paid for i think you should celebrate that too cuz a mm-hmm. lot of kids nowadays they're so like stuck on i need to go d1 i need to go d1 i need to go d1 you feel me and then they don't make it d1 and they might go D2 or D3, get their shit paid for, and then they're, like, salty about it. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, bro, celebrate that shit. You I have just a got question. Shit paid accomplishment. For. I have a question for, for you guys. Have you ever been to a D2 basketball game? Um, I actually have. Yeah, yeah, yeah I this, have, too. This past it. season, uh, so actually right across the street from the crib is uh, Parkside University. It's the only Division II basketball program in Wisconsin, I believe. Mm-hmm. So... I went to watch them play. That's high level ball, bro. It's, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. How many NBA scouts were there? Zero. Zero. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but, my, but my point on that is like, <laughs> imagine walking in to forget America, right? Yeah. Greece, 
yeah. that I told you guys, Greece is smaller than Florida, or whatever. Yeah. And imagine walking into Greece to the, like second league team mm. and seeing OKC, the Spurs. Yeah. Like fifteen, like like fifteen staff. Yeah. Ten NBA, five five year league teams coming in to see a, see a kid that that basically. Looks like he just learned how to play basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Six foot eight, 16 years old, running, grabbing a, grabbing a basketball like it's an orange, <laughs> dunking it. Oh, yeah. Like, that's that's what people, like, don't understand how insane that was to even feel. To, yeah. to like, know, like, these people are, like, these people are, like, coming, like, to, um, to, um, obviously, like, um, like, the country coming to the, into the country in Greece and they're like watching watching Giannis play yeah. and I'm like and I'm like you know what like this is this is our everybody's thinking like yo this is my opportunity mm-hmm. so like the time that they're coming in they're like NBA scouts are never gonna come to Greece again yeah so mm-hmm. this is my chance to show that this dude isn't as good as he thinks he is mm-hmm. like you're talking like random people from Greece or random people random so they're like basketball players. they're like you know what you know what so like like obviously, I told you Greece is like predominantly, predominantly white, white, right? Yeah. So like, obviously, like social media isn't big back then, mm-hmm. but word of mouth travels fast. So they're like, okay, there's this team that has this these two black kids, right? Yeah. That are like dunking everything, <laughs> yeah. and like it, it's they're like basically what they used to call them like Team USA because like that's yeah. how Americans will play basketball. Mm-hmm. Hella dunks, hella. You don't see that in Europe. You see floaters. You see, you see fades. The fundamental players. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? You see up, you see up fakes, but you don't see dunks and, and alleys. And, and that's what the, that's what Giannis and Anastas brought, brought to Greece. Mm-hmm. So, so like, it was kind of crazy because after they did that, people was, like, trying to come at his neck while, while the scouts are there. And this is, like, if this is Giannis now, obviously he goes through teams building the wall and teams doing this. And yeah. he obviously, but that's him being 16, 17. So he's like, People like he's thinking as like these people really don't want to see me succeed. Like yeah. why why would like why wouldn't you want somebody that is you know what I'm saying from the neighborhood or from where you're at want mm-hmm. want to go like into the NBA? Like why wouldn't you want to see that happen? Yeah. yeah. But everybody has their own their own um, narrative and their own kind of story. But I remember when they came, I was talking to this old white like white guy that I barely could understand what he was saying, mm-hmm. and he, he he was telling me like yo. Nice to meet you. I'm this is that. My English wasn't very good, so I couldn't. Yeah. To this day, I'm kind of mad because my English wasn't that good, so I couldn't fully know what he was telling me at that mm-hmm. time. Yeah. But all I remember him saying is, "Have you ever heard of Milwaukee?" That's all he's. That's <laughs> all he told me. He's like, he told me like, "Look, you shoot the ball when you shoot because because they watch me, yeah. they watch me play. When he's like, look, when you shoot the ball, you shoot the ball with two hands. Like you need to take your left hand out of out of out of your shot." I was like, "Okay, I think I understand." Yeah. I was like. My accent, I can, yeah, I, yeah. I can bring it in and out. Yeah, so when yeah. I'm talking to you guys, I'm talking like this. But if I'm talking to somebody from my country, I talk like this. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but that's great. He's telling me that he's like, "Yo, take take your um, take your left hand, like take your left hand out your shot." Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, by the way, have you ever heard of Milwaukee?" Yeah. I'm like, "What's Milwaukee?" Yeah. What the hell is Milwaukee? So I go. Obviously, we don't have Wi-Fi at the house. We're not. You know, so I'm like, okay, I go to my friend's house. I'm like, Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Brandon Jennings, Carlos Delfino, that yeah, comes yeah. up. I watch it. I'm like, ah, okay, okay. And then 
and then that guy like obviously i don't even know his name i don't i don't think much of it and then come to find out we go to the 6 a.m 7 a.m time difference right so we're watching the draft like what's Mm -hmm. gonna happen okay he's gonna go he's gonna go before the 15th 13th 14th i'm like what's going on so i'm thinking like look he might get drafted Mm. so i'm like i'm prepared for that like yo i'm prepared to tell him but like yo you did everything you could good job you're still going to be a legend when you come back and you're going to be able to play for these top european teams and there's nothing wrong with that he saw he had signed a deal to go play in zaragoza in spain in case he didn't get drafted Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like we're talking we're talking like okay he might get drafted and out of nowhere 15th pick Milwaukee Bucks. I'm Milwaukee Buck, and that kind of flashed in my head, like, yeah. and nobody believed me, obviously, when I say it. But, yeah. but, and, but the first thing when we came and um, kind of had dinner with them, they was like, "Oh, you remember me?" I was, I'm like, I told you guys that I was talking, yeah. I was talking to this guy. I'm like yeah, yeah. 12, but, um, but yeah, that's kind of how it came about, being Damn. moving and all that stuff. So yeah, wow, bro, that is insane. That's actually wild. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but yeah, I wanted to touch base with you though about your YouTube channel. I know we got a lot of people watching, tuning in all over the place. For sure. Um, you got content like that you're going to be posting on YouTube a lot, right? Explain about your YouTube channel a little bit. Yeah, obviously, you know, YouTube is big, it's big nowadays. That's kind of one of, um, obviously my hobbies that I've, I've been doing while, um, I'm able to have some off time and I'll do some content and, yeah. Put some content out uh, across social media. Obviously, my goal is to like build my uh, platform as much as I can to be able to like inspire others. So I feel like YouTube obviously is a good, good yeah. way to accomplish that. Yeah, for sure. And is is it Alex Antetokounmpo or what is your channel? So called? my channel is called Alex Antetokounmpo ENT. ENT for entertainment. Exactly okay. that. All right, man. Well, we've been talking for a minute. We can wrap it up. Thanks for pulling up to the crib, you bro. You already know. You already know. Like, for real, this was probably one of my favorite episodes yeah. we've done so far. As long as we sure. went. Um, so thank sure. you for that. Why don't you guys go follow Alex on all of social medias. Links will be in the description to the YouTube channel, to um, everything. TikTok, Instagram, mm-hmm. whatever. Everything will be in the links in the description. So go check them out. It's your boy, T. Jassus, Everyone Different Podcast. Young Trench. Peace. (laughs) We out of here.